Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer, and if this is your first time, thanks for joining me, but did join me on a bit of a weird episode. This is not what I normally do, but as most of you know, and if you've tuned into my Instagram or social media at all this past week, you know that Shalane and I were on an Alaskan cruise. We just spent seven days on the Royal Princess ship. And this episode, I just want to tell you all about our experience, what we got into, what we did, saw, all that fun stuff. Unfortunately, Shalane won't be joining us this evening, but I've got a bunch of notes. We're just going to dig into it, and I'm going to tell you my highlights and lowlights of each day and what we got into. Before we jump into all of that, though, what I want to do is just ask that you still share your favorite episode with your best friend, your mom, your neighbor, whoever you, you think would enjoy the Feenstra Zoo, share an episode with them. I would love to continue to grow this podcast. We have been seeing some steady growth over the past few months, and I would love to keep that trend going. So if you do that, go to any of my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, follow me on whatever platform that you so choose would be super cool. I would love to boost those numbers up as well. So without further ado, let's just jump into this past week, which was, like I said, the Royal Princess Seven Night Alaskan Cruise. Day one of our vacation. Shalane's parents came over bright and early. They came, picked us up, dropped us off at the ferry, and they had Tinsley and Hadley all week. I so appreciated that from them. They took care of our girls so fantastically well. My heart is so thankful. My body is so thankful that they were able to do that for us because it allowed us to really turn off on this vacation. So they dropped us off at the BC Ferry Terminal super early, like 8.45, or the, the boat was at 8.45, we got over to Vancouver. We left from Canada Place Pier. Our check-in time was supposed to be around 12.30. We got there just before then. It was a grueling wait to get on this ship. Unfortunately, Canada Place Pier, or maybe it was Princess Cruise Lines, I don't actually know where the fault lies there. All I know that taking three and a half hours to check in, just to check into the ship, not even to get on board, just to check in is too long. There was 2,000 people squished into a line that zigzagged across this warehouse room, and we inched forward and inched forward and inched forward. So like I said, like three and a half hours. It sucked. It was hot. It was sweaty. It was uncomfortable. There was nowhere to sit. There was just rows and rows and rows of people moving back and forth to get to the front desk just to check into the ship. 
That sucked. But we finally got through that line, got through customs super fast. So thankfully, we got through customs super fast. Up the ramp onto the ship, finally, we we both felt like our vacation could finally start. It was about 3.30, quarter to 4, before we even stepped foot on the ship. So, first thing we did was run up to the top deck, onto the Lido deck, go out to the back of the ship, because Shalane's brother actually met us in Vancouver. It was super awesome of him. Um, had a quick coffee he, at Starbucks, and we walked down to the Canada Place Pier with him. Super great. He actually waited to wave us off as our ship pulled away. So, thank you so much for that. It was fantastic made us both feel so special. So, thank you. Right after that, ran down to the buffet for a snack because we were starving. We had coffee and breakfast at our house before we left, but we didn't have anything all day to eat. So, we were starving. So, we grabbed grabbed some food at the Lido Deck Buffet um, Shalane ate fish and chips with fried rice and shrimp. I had grilled cheese and fries. It was, at the moment, super tasty. But little did we realize that this was just about the worst food we would eat on our whole vacation. It was good. We both enjoyed it. It was nothing like the standard that we <laughs> that we came to know and love for the week. So we did some more exploring of the ship. We found out, kind of got our bearings, what deck was where, where the coffee shops were, where the bars were, shopping centers, that kind of stuff. Now, I know that this is about a mid-sized cruise ship. At full capacity with crew and with um, with crew and with guests and everything, you're looking at about 3,500 people, give or take. So, in my standards, I'm like, this is the biggest floating thing I've ever been on. I've never been on a cruise before, never been on a real ship before, been on some BC ferries. I thought they were pretty big. They're nothing compared to this, and this is considered like a mid-sized ship. So, I'm thinking this is a floating city. It's insane. Shalane, who's been on many other cruises, many, a handful of other cruises, it's like, no, this is a kind of a little ship. I'm used to like Royal Caribbean stuff, which is like double and a half the capacity. Like that, this is nothing compared to what she's been on. But I'm over the moon going, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So we did some more exploring. Like I said, kind of got our bearings. And every night we had a standing dinner reservation at six o'clock in the concerto hall, um, the dining hall, the fancy dining hall for the ship. So... Did our little bit of exploring, got to the, the dining hall, or the main restaurant, whatever. Um, and I kind of vowed to myself that I would try new things while we're on board. I'm quite picky when it comes to food. I don't necessarily say picky. Um, I have a lot of, like, textural turnoffs for food and some flavor, and, like... I'm not picky, but 
I know what I like. So like I said, I decided to be adventurous. I decided to try new things and see if I could expand my palate a little bit. So for the first time ever, I ate antipasto on the first night of the cruise. I'm not going to say it was mind-blowing, but it was good. I tried it. I liked it. Good enough for me. I'm also not a really big soup person. And first night, I tried baked potato soup. Super good. Then went back to my comfort zone for the entree with a pork tenderloin and all the fixins, and it was amazing. And then strawberry cheesecake to top off the, the four-course meal. Shalane, however, grilled shrimp, chilled rum-infused pina colada soup, seafood stew, and then a chocolate amaretto souffle. This was just the beginning of Shalane's seafood ex exploring adventure. Now, she loves seafood already. This just reinforced it. She had seafood with almost every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all week. She was in seafood heaven. So, really enjoyed our first dinner. It was great. Finish off the night with just some more exploring of the ship and soaking in one of the six hot tubs that were on board. Finished that up, got back to the room, long day, decided to call it a night early. We were in bed around 9.30. And I'm like, hey, room service? Why not? So chicken fingers, chicken tacos, and chocolate chip cookies at 9.30 at night. And this really set the tone for our entire trip. We ate way too much. We had way too much room service, I ate way too many cookies, and we walked a whole lot. This is basically the whole theme of the week. But finish our, our room service, called in a night, and that was day one. And to continue with themes here, day two just really set the tone. We were up at about 5.30 in the morning. And this was normal for the whole week up super early, in bed generously early. It was great. So we were up at 5.30, went, found some coffee, and started our day with just, again, just walking around the ship, familiarizing ourselves with our surroundings, and just finding out all the things we could do. We also started going to um, the Effie Jeweler charm parties. So we got um, new charm bracelets and a bunch of charms for Tinsley and Hadley and Shalane. And we went to all these events and it was really, really fun. I learned actually a lot about jewelry that I didn't know before. Made or met some new people, explored just a different side of life that I'd not previously been ex exposed to really. But it was great. Then after our first charm um, event, we grabbed our, our cards and got some drinks, and we went and played Sawstad. That's a card game that Shalane and I play all the time. It's a game from her family that we've just really grown to love and enjoy, and we play it all the time. If you're ever in our home, ask to play. We love to teach new people. So we did that. We 
wandered the ship, did some shopping, exploring on board for most of the day. And we sat down and found really comfy spots on the ship to just sit and read. Shalane and I both love reading. You guys know this. Over the week, I finished about two books and started an audiobook. Shalane read three books because she reads way faster than I do. But it was really just so good and relaxing. We were able to just turn off and enjoy each other's company and just enjoy our surroundings and watch the ocean and the coastline go by. Um, on day two here, it was what's called a formal di- formal dinner. So everyone gets really dressed up. Um, I wore a suit. It was awesome. Shalane wore this really, really nice white dress that she wore for half of our wedding day. And yeah, I had, honestly, this was my favorite meal of the whole trip. It was insanely good. Um, Started with a fruit salad. Um, Entree was a strip loin with a twice-baked potato and then hazelnut chocolate crunch for dessert. And for second dessert, because why not, I ate a chocolate cheesecake. Um... Shalane had, was it the Indian style butter shrimp for her entree? Just super, super good. Like I said, this was just about my favorite dinner, if not my favorite dinner of the whole trip. It was amazing. Um, On this day, uh, around four o'clock, there was actually a basketball game. Um, There was a a shooting competition that um, I won one round and then another guy um, of about 10 people who were there. He won the, um, one of the rounds. And then we played a bit of one-on-one, and he and I actually connected a couple times to shoot a ball around on the trip. It was super, super fun. He was a very big dude. He played competitive ball into his college and university and after into a professional ball level. Um, he was insanely good. I ended up spraining my knee playing him. I went a little too hard after not playing basketball for a few years. (laughs) Sprained my right knee. Um, I'm totally fine. It was just a little tweak, not a big deal. But that was day two. It was actually super, super fun. Um, Just the tip of the, just the beginning of the trip though. Where we really started to enjoy the trip was day three. It was our first port of call. We started those in Ketchikan, Alaska. This was um, September 19th. 7 a.m. dock time. Pretty early, but Shalane and I were up again at about 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. Started with coffee in our room. Got upstairs onto the Lido deck, the top deck just in time to watch the sunrise and then enjoyed the nice slow approach to catch a can and ha- watch them pull the uh, the ship into dock it was fantastic perfect peaceful morning just amazing like i said docked at about seven o'clock um, grabbed another coffee went down to get off the ship realized you're not allowed to take food and drink off the ship um which kind of sucked so we both just chugged our coffees really quick got off and started shopping in what's called old town we were into town before anything really opened up 
So it was super quiet and super peaceful as we started walking around. Um, found a world record sized polar bear that was taxidermied in one of the shops. I'll be sure to put a picture up on my Instagram and it was a little over nine feet tall and just over 1400 pounds. This is a colossal creature. I did not realize these bears got that big. Like I've seen pretty big bears. I've seen some grizzlies in the wild and but but even taxidermied. This thing they have it taxidermied, so it's standing up, standing up tall. And it's on a little bit of a platform, so it the top of its head is probably closer to ten feet, maybe a little bit more. This thing is massive. Like absolutely massive. And outside the shop, there's a like plushy, like stuffed animal version of him. It stands about eight feet tall. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of big. And then you walk inside and it's like the first thing inside the shop. And it is huge. I loved it. It's kind of set the tone for the day, though, because Ketchikan is um, it's a salmon spawning area. So there's a lot of wildlife that we saw. Well, one, a lot of dead salmon because we we were there just after spawning really happened. So there's tons of dead salmon all over the the banks of the creek and the ocean and kind of weird. But we went to the conservation center there called the Discovery Center. And it was so much fun. It's just this little like U.S. forest ranger run conservation museum and you walk in and there's a little like gift shop in the front you buy your tickets there you go through some doors and then you really get into this conservation area and the first thing you see is just this wall of skulls of creatures that you can find in the area tiny little skulls like rat skulls all the way up to this giant polar bear skull again just the enormity and then the conservation officer tells you a little bit about what they do and why they do it and how they kind of control the areas of, of alaska and it was super super interesting and then he's like all right go follow the tour its path is all arrowed out you can't get lost it's great and you go around this corner and you see part of a weight a bone whale skull and this thing is about four feet across. Again, just colossal creature. And it just kind of sets the, the tone and the expectation that you go, am I really the top of the food chain on this earth? Like, there are some things out there that if I'm not in my really protected little bubble, am I even close to the top of the food chain? Spoiler alert. The answer is no, you're not. But you keep going through this tour and there's a few more taxidermy bears and there's some other, like there's some deer and some owls and it's kind of cool you go through and then you go into a bit more of the local indigenous culture. Um, again, fascinating and a lot of stuff that I did not know. And then you keep going and you go through into what the conservation is working on right now and 
how the forestry and mining in the area is done. And it's, it's really, really cool. And if you ever find yourself in Ketchikan, seriously, 10 out of 10 cannot recommend this Discovery Center enough. It was incredibly cool. And the forestry officers who are there, the rangers, are super, super well-knowledge, could answer every question I threw at him and then some including some Sasquatch questions which he actually knew the answer or made a very good claim for any of the answers that I threw at him so really really cool and they have this um, orca skeleton in hanging up in there as well that is again just breathtaking it was so well done go there if you're ever in Ketchikan go the, to the Discovery Center so after that, we walked around to the historic Creek Street. Now, Creek Street is perfectly named. It runs along the creek. All of the buildings are built on stilts, so they actually overhang into the creek a bit. It is beautiful, and it runs up this creek to the Salmon Hatchery, another conservation center, making sure that the salmon industry is not destroying the salmon population so again fantastic conservation done here but the street itself it's, it's like a boardwalked historic site that when you see pictures of ketchikan this is the place you see and it did not disappoint it was beautiful the houses along it are perfectly charming characters most of which are the original houses from like the early 1900s and this was part of like Ketchikan's the red light district um, Dolly's house is there where um, back in the day way back in the day legal prostitution happened just incredible history there but it's also full of these unique locally owned operated functioning um, like shops and restaurants and just full of rich history and it's stunningly beautiful again 10 out of 10 cannot recommend it enough and of course along this creek where they're just after salmon spawning there is tons and tons and tons of dead salmon just washed up on the shore And of course, after we finished all of this, there's more history to explore. So we um, leave Creek Street, start going back into Old Town, see a sign that says um, Salmon Ladder, five kilometers up the road. I'm like, yeah, it's only five kilometers. Let's go. So we start walking, and then we realize that this is five kilometers straight up a mountain. So we walk... <laughs> up like some San Francisco style hills till we find this little overpass that has a sign that says salmon ladder and you like look over the edge of the, the bridge and there's this really really cool engineered um, ladder or like staircase for salmon to jump up so they can get upstream easier so they can spawn really cool architecture didn't know what I expected to see, but it, it wasn't that, so it was really cool. Um, continued our walk, found an, a really old trolley, um, a Vancouver 
oh, what do they call it? The Vancouver City Trolley or something along those lines. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, kind of broken down, but made for some great pictures. Um, from there, headed back down into Old Town, saw the Celebrity Eclipse ship, so another cruise ship that is much, much bigger than the one we were on. Also saw the uh, Holland America Zyderdam. They're both in port there. Got some cool pictures. Um, but after that, we kind of just headed back to um, our ship after doing some more shopping. Now, you're thinking, wow, this was going to be like, missed my dinner. No, we were back on the ship just after lunch, so we headed back up to the um, the buffet called the Horizon Grill. This was actually the worst food I had the whole trip. It was all right. Still ate it. Nothing too bad. But um, you don't get steak from a buffet. Let's just say that. I had a minute steak with some roasted potatoes and a ham sandwich and some fries. Quite disappointing, honestly. It, it, again, I should have known that you don't get steak from a buffet, but I did, and that sucked. But whatever, got more food later. We went to one of the bars at um, the center court of the ship. I think they call it the Piazza. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, so I'm sorry. So in the center court, there's a bunch of shopping and a couple different bars and a couple different restaurants. And we went to like the main bar there and I ordered this martini and this guy looked about the same age as me. He was incredibly cool, incredibly talented. He made my martini, he was shaking it up, and as he's shaking it up, he put my martini glass on his, like, the side of his elbow, and he, if you, like, put your fist to your chest, and your elbow kind of, like, pokes out in front of you, he put my martini glass on top of his elbow while he was still shaking my martini, and then he, like, looked at me, and he's like, you're going to want to pull out your phone. I'm like, all right, pull up my phone. He's like, start recording. So I started filming him. And he like pours my martini on his elbow. But he doesn't ever really look at my glass. He just kind of like looked at me and he was talking to me the whole time. Like, there's no big deal. Just watch me pour this martini and not look at it at all. But he was balanced on the side of his arm the whole time. It was super cool. I've actually got the video. I will make sure it goes up on my, my Instagram as well. Because it was really, really cool. Um, then we got back to um, just like walking around the ship, exploring the ship more. There was so much to do on board here. So more exploring, more walking around, more finding cool spots to curl up and read. Time for dinner, about six o'clock or five o'clock. We went and got ready for dinner, kind of got dressed up a little bit because it's, it's fun. You get dressed up for dinner. Um, had an appetizer that I wasn't really prepared for. <laughs> it was prosciutto, so like um, ham and cantaloupe. And I should have, like, I, I'm like, I, I look at it and I was like, hmm, two things I enjoy. Would never think to put them together. But I did anyway. It was actually really, really good. Had a roasted chicken and veggies, um, and then a flambe pear with vanilla gelato. It was incredibly good. 
Um, this is the only night where Shalane um, didn't have like a seafood entree. She had um, a steak tenderloin. Really, really good. But we made up for it with late night snacks of uh, fish sticks, uh, chicken nuggets, and a calzone with some chocolate chip cookies on the side for good measure. So don't worry. We still had some fish in the day. Um, day four, where I started getting very, very camera happy, um, the Endicott Arm Glacier. Now, we got up to the deck again about 5.30 in the morning. Sunrise, and as we were entering the Endicott Arm Channel, I got about 150, 200 pictures of this narrow passageway through this mountain pass up to the Endicott Arm Glacier. And guys, when I say this was stunningly beautiful my words and even my pictures do this place no justice this was gorgeous this is the first place i realized that the ocean really changed color Looking back through my pictures, I realized that, of course, the further north we got, even in like the main stretch of the ocean, the color changed a little bit. And the smell really changed from Vancouver Island up to Alaska. The smell of the ocean is completely different. It's kind of weird. It, it almost like it smells warm. Well, not warm, but like warmer and salty and kind of fishy down here. But up in Alaska, it just smells cold smells salty and cold it's again doesn't do it justice but i I, you'll have to experience it to really understand but in this endicott arm channel the water turned from like a deep blue to like a bright turquoise like the water itself was gorgeous the channel that we were in the mountains up either side was beautiful and then we got to this um, divide in the mountain that just revealed this glacier coming down the mountainside into the water and wow just wow it was god's creation does not disappoint but after staying up on the deck for um four hours four and a half hours Shalane and I were both really cold because um, like I said we started up there at like 5 30 in the morning when it was probably only about three or four degrees it was pretty chilly but the day got warmer um, especially as we left that channel um, it started to warm up throughout the day most days we were high teens maybe even to low 20s but comfortable for most days um, yeah got back to our room kind of got dressed and ready for the day, did the cowboy breakfast, you know, bacon, egg, sausage, hash browns. Um, Shalane had a Cajun shrimp, Cajun shrimp uh, with bacon and hash browns for breakfast. Um, finished getting ready for the day after that, you know, packing my backpack and getting ready because later that day we were headed down to Juneau. Um, 
grabbed a slice of pizza for lunch, and yeah, got to dock around two o'clock, I think. I don't have it written down here. I'm guessing it's about two o'clock. Went into Juno, didn't have any excursions or anything major planned. We were just like, hey, we'll treat this like everything else. We're just going to walk around, enjoy the local culture, do some shopping. Um, I know that Juno, being the capital, is it's got some more to offer. So I'm like, let's just walk around. Really got into the Russian history when we got into Juno, reading all the signs and seeing who settled what, when, and for how long, and how deals happened between um, Russia and the states and the indigenous people for land. And there's, there's tons and tons of really fascinating history here. And one of the big things in Juno for a tourist like myself is to go check out the Russian Orthodox Church. Now I'm looking at the signs, looking at my map. It's like, okay, it says roughly five to seven minute walk from where we were at the edge of downtown to the Russian Orthodox Church. I'm like, all right, that's nothing. I got this. Again, straight up the side of a mountain. These hills had to be at least 30 degree incline. It doesn't sound like a lot, but man, it's a lot. Five minute walk straight up the side of a mountain is a lot. But we did it. We hoofed it, got there, kind of out of breath, definitely sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> took some really cool pictures around their kirkyard um, again they've got a lot of rich history there plaques for everything so i've got a bunch of pictures of that some really really cool pictures of this church and then i see a sign right beside the church it says judge wickersham's house three minutes up the mountain look at Shalane. i'm like i gotta do it i'm here i gotta do it so she's like all right so we continue walking up the hill a little bit more. Um, they say it's supposed to be about a 10-minute walk. I think that's pretty accurate, but I'm not in a great shape. And if you remember on the second day, I sprained my knee. <laughs> so this 10-minute, call it 10-minute walk, was brutal. And then we realize that we're about halfway up this mountain. There's signs that say, hey, more cool stuff. Go further up. And we're like, no, <laughs> no. So we didn't. We we turned around and started making our way back down the hill to um, downtown Juneau to do more shopping. Honestly, totally, totally worth the walk. It was gorgeous. The houses are full of character and super, super cute. There's great painted murals all over the city, some really cool history, some really cool, like, they've, they've got, like, a huge totem pole downtown. I've actually got a few just rich cultural history for, like I said, Russian and Indigenous and United States history, and Juno was just packed full of stuff like this, and it was really, 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 really cool. Um, checked out one of the main like big touristy attractions is the Red Dog Bar. 
Now, there was probably about a 35-minute wait in a line to get in the bar to do their famous shot called the duck fart. I didn't do it. I couldn't wait in line for a shot. It just wasn't what I'm about. So instead, we went into their gift shop, which is right around the corner, no line to get in, and had some really cool stuff, some really cute stuff. I actually really enjoyed that. But by that time, it was, unfortunately, it was our check-in time to get back to the boat. So we had to head back, um, get checked back into the ship, and ready for dinner. Another really fantastic dinner. Um, I had a fruit salad again with Caesar salad for my second course, prime rib, and a, again, a twice-baked potato. Fantastic. I had so much red meat that I don't typically get at home. Took advantage every day. It was amazing. Um, and then carrot cake for dessert, because I'm a sucker for a good carrot cake, realized that I ate way too much, way too much. These servings were massive, and I couldn't help myself to, but eat it. So in a bit of stomach pain for the rest of the evening, totally worth it. Shalane had a crab and artichoke dip, and then a seafood bisque, steamed mussels and shrimp for her entree, and then what's called the Princess Love Boat Brownie. It's like this red pastry on top of a brownie, on top of a cookie, all in the shape of a heart. I thought it was super cute. Apparently it was super delicious because Shalane would not share. That was pretty much the end of the day, except we got a couple more drinks, headed off to the hot tub for a, a nice long hot soak after a lot a lot of walking. And then, of course, just back to the room for some wind-down time, a little bit more reading, um, a TV show, and, of course, bed. Day five, I think this was the only day we slept in. Nope, that was day six. Day five, again, up super early. I think we were up on deck for about six o'clock. We were supposed to be going to Skagway, but a rock slide knocked out the cruise port uh, for Princess Boats, so we couldn't dock in Skagway. And then, unfortunately, there was also a storm that was whipping up, making it unsafe for us to use the tenders to get into port. So the captain made the fantastic decision for us to skip that port and head further south down to Sitka. Now, Shalane and I might have been the only people on board that were okay with this change. Both of us have this weird draw to Sitka for some reason. Neither of us really know why. We had never been there before. It's just one of those towns that you think of when you think of Alaska. So we were both really excited for this change. But everyone else was really disappointed because most people go to Skagway to go on the White Pass Rails train, super famous train ride. I really want to go to it, but I was super okay with Sitka as well. So off to Sitka we go. Up on deck, enjoying an early morning hot tub, and then back to the room quick to prep for the day. Did some Googling with breakfast, finding out what do you do in Sitka if you've only have one day there. And super touristy stuff, bunch of stuff comes up going this tour, that tour. Um, 
Shalene and I have both been really enjoying the conservation aspect to our trip. We both love wildlife. So we found this place called Fortress of the Bears. This is a bear rescue and rehabilitation center. Unfortunately, Alaskan state law doesn't allow for the release of bears that have been kept in any type of captivity. So even though these bears are perfectly healthy, in Alaska, they can never be released into the wild. So this facility does its best to help these bears and then see if they can get them shipped off to other zoos or um, different facilities in different states that have the ability to release them once they're well enough. But they also have some very unique breeds of bear on the island that Sitka's on that I can't pronounce properly, so I'm not going to try. Where these grizzly bears, these giant bears, are actually crossbred with polar bears. So they get much, much bigger and they can't go to other facilities. So they have three of these bears, two normal grizzlies, and three black bears. And these were all permanent residents of this facility. They'll never be shipped out. They'll never leave this facility, unfortunately. But they do have enclosures that are bigger than any other enclosures for bears. The two main enclosures are old water treatment housings that are about an acre each and then the black bear is about a half acre each of these enclosures is enough of like industry standard for nine bears per enclosure now this facility right now only has eight bears so they have a ton of space and they are so well taken care of and for this place alone, this Fortress of the Bears, it made Sitka either number one or number two. I go back and forth between Ketchikan and Sitka for my favorite stops. One for Creek Street in Ketchikan and the other for Fortress of the Bears in Sitka. I absolutely loved this place. I took, again an enormous amount of pictures of these bears. <laughs> they were beautiful creatures and elegant and massive and dangerous and beautiful. And I just, I couldn't get enough of them. It was an absolutely mind-blowingly fantastic stop. We had about an hour or so at this facility and then we hopped back on the bus, uh, tour bus we took to get up there, um, went back to downtown, did another circle of downtown, and again, just ran out of time, ended up back at the boat, um, got back on the ship, and just enjoyed. We curled up, we read some more, then off to dinner where, again, I had another version of steak with another version of soup both super super good and a 
caramel creme pot, like a pudding pot for dessert. Don't remember what it is actually called, but I mean, you can't go wrong. It's super good. Then another trip to the hot tub and off to the our room for more room service, a couple more drinks, and another early night. Day six was a day at sea headed back from Sitka towards Victoria. Um, really just a day at sea exploring, eating, drinking, eating way too many cookies. Um, played a couple more games of Sawstad with Shalane, did some more shopping on board. And then um, day six was the second formal night. Got done up in my three-piece suit. Shalane put on a beautiful dress and we went to dinner. I had a beef wellington for the first time in my life. If you don't know what that is, it's like flake pastry with a herb crust on a roast, essentially, with, again, another twice-baked potato and a truffle jus that was, oh, man, it was so good. Beef Wellington did not disappoint. Spent some extra time in our formal wear, went all over the ship, took some fantastic pictures, just Shalane and I. Um, once we were all done with that, hop back in the hot tub for another couple drinks and just soak in the hot tub after way too much walking this week. We ended up walking... 57.2 kilometers this past week. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of walking. <laughs> um, yeah, and then found out that the center court on the Lido deck does this really cool, like, backlit fountain show. Like, kind of, I think Bellagio Fountain in Vegas, but way smaller. Super, super cool. Very pretty. Got a couple videos of that while we were relaxing in the hot tub and then uh, yeah then got to victoria late um stayed on board the ship because we live on vancouver island so we've been to victoria a bunch of times we'd rather enjoy the cruise ship which we don't get to enjoy all the time so we just stayed on board there um then next morning it was super early in disembarking back in vancouver Overall, an absolutely mind-blowingly great holiday. The girls loved being at um, Shalane's parents' place for the week. We loved being on board the ship and exploring just a small snippet of Alaska. If you ever get the chance, definitely take an Alaskan cruise. It is unlike anything you'll experience anywhere else. The coastline is gorgeous. The towns are charming and beautiful and have so much to offer. Alaska has such rich history to explore and wildlife that you can't see anywhere else in the world. They have a handful of uniquely Alaskan creatures that you just have to go and see and enjoy. But guys, thank you for joining me on this kind of braggy episode about our holiday but it was so amazing i had to share it with you so for this week guys thank you so much god bless i love you 
have a great week.